Fox and Fallon, episode 20. We hit the 2-0, and we are in NFL preseason. Tanya, we made it through the summer. How you feeling? You know, it's we took our time. We took our summer vacay. Now we're back at it. We come back when football comes back. That's just how we roll now. We're a football podcast. Well, I'm asking you if you're sunburned or not. I am not sunburned, although (laughs) that's only because it's already faded. (laughs) I made my ill-fated mistake at the Marina Del Rey Beach. Burned the crap out of my back. And now it's good. The aloe was on. The essential oils were used. And we are back in action. I am healthy as a horse. I I just got to say that I had a sunburn last summer that probably was one of the worst top... Top two worst sunburns I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah, it's bad. Probably second degree burn. So second degree to third degree burn. Yeah. On, on my stomach. You were like you were like one to two minutes away from being out there long enough that you had to go to the hospital. Um, yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> so I've kept it good with the SPF. I'm, I'm fully lathered, ready for training camp. <laughs> I was out there for Chargers and Rams camp on Saturday in Irvine. It was a show. And I got to tell you, Tanya... Football is back and living and thriving in Los Angeles. There had to be 5,000 people at this joint practice. The majority of them Rams. And I will tell you that if you win games, Los Angeles, whether you say that you're fair weather or not, people will come. Speaking of winning games and bringing crowds. Yes. Today, we will be hitting on Tom Brady's shocking real estate news and what it may or may not mean for his future with Patriots. My mother sent me an email. With all exasperation. Stop right of- there. Stop right there. My mother sent me an email. Every human in New England, like everyone our age got an email from their mother <laughs> after the time. They were like, I'm- did you see the news? My mom writes an email with forwarding from the- her email alert from the Boston Globe and said, what? <laughs> Continue. So, yeah, we'll be breaking that down. We'll also be picking a side between Ezekiel Elliott and Jerry Jones in what's become one of the most fascinating contract feuds in recent memory. Honestly, nobody's willing to just say one or the other. We're going to do it today. Then, finally. Yes. The debut of a new game you have no idea we're playing. Tanya <laughs> writes this rundown and she's like, I have a random generator in my phone that will pick a random number and a random NFL team. And then we're going to randomly say our take just on the spot. And you better it, believe it, that the name of the game is called Random Takes. <laughs> because it is going to be a random situation. I'm excited about it. It's fun. It's different. And I can't wait to see what the generator comes up with. Because honestly, it can't be any crazier than half the shit that people say on TV these days. I just want to say, Tanya. Yes. If people win games, they will crumb. If you build it. <laughs> if you build it, they will crumb. crumb. If you don't know what we're talking about, you can listen to the outtakes. Always listen to our outtakes. All right. Topic number one is a very hot topic across the board. It is the number one hit on every website. Just kidding. It is the number one topic on every mother in New England's mind. (laughs) Why is Tom Brady selling his house? What? Where's where's Tommy going? Tell him not to go. Okay, everybody relax. He put his $40 million house on the market days after signing an extension. And I'm going to, listen, I'll be honest, that's a little weird. It is a little weird, but I will tell you this, that Tom Brady is an entrepreneur in terms of investing in real estate and then flipping houses is is a business. Is a business that I know. He he, he flipped that house in California, He flipped the house in in Brentwood. He built it. 
All right, so let me just give you a backstory. He built the house in Brentwood. I think it was probably around 12 to 15 million that he built this house with a moat around it. Do you it remember that it was- it was, was this like a $50 million no, house? No, 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 it was not. He sold it for $40 million okay. to Dr. Dre. Right, right, okay. Um Imagine this, what was five, six years ago. Remember a time when we were saying, why was Tom Brady building a mansion in California what did he want to finish his career right. with the 49ers? Did he want to go to the West Coast? Right. No, he just wanted to build a house and he flipped it and he got the value. So anyone that has a question of whether he wants to move to Connecticut or move towards New York City or like have something, a better school system for his family. First of all, he's going to still live in Boston while he's living here. Now, whether Giselle and the kids live anywhere else, that's up to them. If he wants to live in Greenwich, Connecticut or New Jersey or wherever he's looking, which is what's been reported out there, Jeff, Jeff Darlington reported that those were places that might be desirable for him. The fact of the matter is, it's not like he's moving to those places to play for teams there. You know he's not going no. to the Jets or the Giants. I mean, yeah. for the love of God, if he's going to go to another team, we know for sure we could bet our lives on the fact that he's not going to play for either one of those. So obviously he's not moving for work. You no. wouldn't move to... Connecticut or New Jersey for work. That is obviously for the home, for the neighborhood, for the business, for everything but football. And again, this is a man who could afford to fly private 20 minutes away if he wanted to. Yeah. He, like this, they are fine. It, it, if he wants to flip this $40 million house in Brookline, then fine. Like at the end of the day, if people thought that this California boy and a supermodel were going to stay in Brookline, Massachusetts for the rest of their lives after he retired, you're an idiot. Like, you got another thing coming. They were never going to stay there. That's not their lifestyle. They're jet setters. They go to fashion weeks in Milan and And Paris then they go to York Montana and, and they yeah, hit and the they, snow. And, and they, throw, they throw footballs on yachts in Morocco. Like, these people are not your typical Boston people. And so... Hey, we had our great 20 years with Tommy. He's going to be moving on soon. We know that, you know? So I don't, this doesn't, to me, this just doesn't feel like a work move. It feels like a everything but work move. Where so, did he even live in New England before he He lived on Com Ave right. for a while. He had an apartment. And then he moved to Brookline. He moved to another. A different house. A different house right. in Brookline. Then he moved to this massive compound. Which they built for years. But they also, too, but they also, what I'm saying yeah. is that they were also at the time that they were living in the house before this current house, if you're following me, right. that they built this ridiculous house in Brentwood. You're right. I do remember all of the He built it. They were like, they built a moat. for the 49ers and then commute up from LA. And it was like, whoa, everybody. It's take just, a big ca run. everyone yeah. calm down. I, I really did not, I didn't even lift a finger. I saw it and I said, eh, yeah, seems like it. Listen, newsflash gang, the 1% do not live like the rest of us. Move on. One thing that's certainly not clear cut, Courtney, is the fact that Ezekiel Elliott may or may not be showing up at any point before the regular season or even during the regular season. And it honestly, you know this about me, I think that contract negotiations and the holdouts and all that stuff, it's a lot of usual blundering and blustering and it's generally there's not a lot behind it. You yeah. know who has the upper hand and you know which side is going to win out in the end. It's pretty clear. We knew what was going on with Le'Veon Bell. He said he was going to sit out. He sat out. The Steelers did what they did. They were fine. We this know doesn't seem so serious, though. It's a diff. Well, it's, it's very serious, but it's different because what we're dealing with with Ezekiel Elliott and Jerry Jones is we're dealing with an unprecedented holdout, which is this guy who's three years into a rookie deal has two years left. Nobody holds out with two years left on a rookie deal. It, it doesn't happen. 
And they certainly don't do it to Jerry Jones, who is by and large the most loyal owner in the league. He pays his guys. His superstars are his babies. He coddles those players like they are his children. Tank Lawrence, by the way, veteran guy, had gone through five major blowout injuries, got paid the highest contract of any defensive lineman, period. I mean, that is a guy that should not have gotten the money, had a great agent, shout out to David Kander. Jerry Jones loved him and paid him the money. Regardless, regardless of the situation. He always pays his guys. Continue. continue. He always takes care of his guys. This is what I find so interesting about the situation is he's stuck by Ezekiel Elliott with these suspensions and the off the field stuff. He has always been his champion in, in the media. But as things have unfolded over the last couple of days and the last couple of weeks, we've noticed a little bit of the cracks. Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones have both admitted that there is a little bit of an issue with the idea of giving a running back a massive, massive contract at this point, the way the NFL is structured. We watched the two teams in the Super Bowl last year play without a premier running back on the field. We watched it. Yep. Okay. It was a defensive game. Running backs didn't matter. And they didn't really matter throughout the regular season because, honestly, Todd Gurley was not himself. Le'Veon Bell was sitting out. David Johnson was useless. He didn't do anything for the Arizona Cardinals. They still ended up with the first-round pick. Yeah. So all these guys who have all these contracts and are supposed to be the top-tier talent aren't getting the job done. And now Ezekiel Elliott comes along at the very worst time. Nobody's going to argue he's the best running back in the league, least of all Jerry Jones. But he also has to pay Dak Prescott, and he also has to pay Amari Cooper. And let's face it, right now, quarterbacks and wide receivers and the way that this, the league is structured, it's so important that you lock those guys down. Courtney, if you were in this situation and you had your pick, do you pay Zeke a top record-breaking running back contract? Honestly, I do. I do because he's worth it. Ezekiel Elliott carried that Cowboys team deep and late into the postseason. We've talked about it on this podcast that he has a, a next level that is capable of changing games, that is capable of changing games in week 16, week 17, week one of the playoffs, week two of the playoffs. I'm not trying to be redundant here, Tanya, and teach everyone X's and O's of football. Zeke is a game changer. I think he is more important than Dak Prescott in this name of the game. I think that Dak Prescott is not going to garner Russell Wilson money. He's not going to garner Tom Brady money. Those echelons of those quarterbacks that are being paid like, when Jerry Jones is kind of sitting back here and saying, all right, like, where do I divvy up this money? He knows in the back of his mind that the majority of his money has to go to his top-tier running back that is still entering his prime here. Listen, okay? I mean, I don't, it, I don't necessarily disagree with the fact that Ezekiel Elliott's the best player on their offense. But I also think that question. Jerry Jones knows this. Like, the bottom line here, Tanya, the Dallas Cowboys are not going to win many games this season without Ezekiel Elliott on the field. And that's where Zeke has leverage. And I don't disagree with you on that. I do think that Zeke, as far as who is the best player on this offense right now for the Dallas Cowboys, it's Zeke. If you do not have a premier quarterback on the field, somebody who can lead your offense, somebody who's a leader in the locker room and on the field, it doesn't matter. And I guess that's the bigger point is that I don't think, regardless of how great Zeke is, I don't think you can have an incredible number one best back in the league and win a Super Bowl with just that. You need to have a quarterback. 
Do I think Dak's worth Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers money? No, I don't. But the market is probably going to pay him close to that. Because I mean, that's I, the I, way that the, these numbers work. That's just the insanity of it is beyond anything. I, I, I agree not, with you. I agree with you. But he, right. I think that I think that Jerry Jones understands that Dak is a team player as well. And Dak knows, all right, well, if there's disruption within his locker room and Zeke is unhappy, then he might have to swallow a little Tom Brady pill for a hot second. And understand that he his running back has to get paid before he does. He knows that his payday is coming. I'm not saying that he's not going to get paid those Russell Wilson numbers. Yeah, but no, but, no quarterback's okay with their running back. I know, but I know, but I understand that. Happen. I understand that. But uh, honestly, like I think that the Dallas Cowboys right now. I mean, this is just me inferring, and I'm not Jane Slater. Kudos to my girl at NFL Network. But I think that everyone on the Dallas Cowboys are on eggshells right now because they know. Regardless of what Jerry Jones says, that we we can win without uh, like a Hall of Fame running back, they know that that's bullshit, and they it's need their bullshit. they need their running it's back. Bullshit. I it's think the that's bu- the Rams. They cannot the win without, without Ezekiel Elliott. The Rams they made can't to a Super Bowl without Todd Gurley, and they can't even a touchdown of it. I, and the fact of the matter is, all of the other teams with running backs that even come close to Zeke have done nothing. Like, I'm sorry, but there there just is, it's, the evidence is there, and that doesn't mean that it's not important to have an established running game. And what Zeke brings to the table is massive to what they are going to do if they're going to make it to a Super Bowl or even win a title. It certainly is a massive part of it. The problem is that eventually you run out of money, and the way this league works is if you don't pay your quarterback, somebody else will, and it is, we've seen this. We have seen teams with everything but the quarterback. And if you lose Dak, listen, I don't think Dak is top of the tier at all. I don't even think that's a question that they're even thinking about losing Dak. But the fact of the matter is you can't pay Dak and Zeke the way that they need to pay them and keep. That is a stacked roster. They have a great offensive line. They have really good linebackers. They have built all these guys around them. There is not enough money to go around. This is not the Major League Baseball. They don't have an unlimited number of that they can pay these guys. And if you start looking at the numbers, you start running out of money. So all I can say is I think that they're between a rock and a hard place. At the end of the day, I wouldn't pay Zeke more money than anybody gave Todd Gurley before he blew out his knee or Le'Veon Bell before he decided to sit down and take less money or David Johnson who can't do anything alone in Arizona. It just doesn't make any sense. So I'm of the mind that if you have to choose, you take Dak and Amari Cooper and you take a little note out of Bill Belichick's book and start finding some guys who'll just work and grind for you. I think what's really going to happen, if you let me read the tea leaves for a hot second, I think that Zeke is going to continue his holdout into the season until they start losing games. I don't know who's on the schedule off the top of my head at the beginning of the Cowboys season, but I think that the Cowboys are going to start losing games, and then Jerry Jones is going to dig into his pocket and make a nice little offer to Zeke, and because Zeke is going to want to come back to football. Yeah, regardless. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, well, we this is, our yeah. sides. We did listen, it. Listen, listen. They're, they're going to finish this in the middle of the season. Look so. at us. We actually we took a stand, people. Yes, we did. We made it to the final phase of the podcast. Tanya? Random hot takes generator. Gimmicks and rants. Part two. Good job. Wow, nailed it. So, in this game, I have a random NFL team generator and a random number generator, and that is going to be the way we come up with both questions and answers to our NFL Hot Takes 2019. These are going to be on the record, both for you, both for me, 
And our generator, who I believe we're going to name Jerry. Jerry the generator. Exactly. Is Jerry the generator a degenerate? I need to say that again. (laughs) Is Jerry the generator a degenerate? Like all good NFL fans? Yes, he is. Does he like to gamble? Absolutely. Okay. All right. So basically, Jerry the generator is going to give his own hot takes based on a 1 to 16 scale or 1 to 32 scale. Depending on, well, it's going to depend on the questions. So it's going to, all right. So let, 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 give, give, us, give us an example. We're going to so, walk through this together with our holding out. hands. It's going to do a very easy one. So okay. the first one is how many games will blank win in 2019? And now Jerry's going to help us pick. He's going to generate a team for us to talk about. And he just gave us the Philadelphia Eagles. So the first one is how many games, Courtney? Will the Philadelphia Eagles win in 2019? It's a good one. The Eagles will win 12 games. Wow. Okay. Amazing. So 12 now, and 4. It's hard for me to argue 12 games. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to okay. go out on a limb, and I'm going to go 11 games. Okay. Because I think that the Cowboys are going to give them a little run for their money. I do. All right. So that leaves one man and one man only, fittingly. Jerry says eight. Jerry says eight. Hater. He's a hater. All right. So Jerry basically is banking on the fact that Daniel Jones for the New York Giants is going to take over for Eli Manning and is going to take control of that franchise. Because you know if a team is going to win 11 or 12 games in the NFC East, it is based on that tough competitive division schedule. I like Jerry. I like where Jerry's head's at. I think. Yeah. I, Jer- I like. I like where Jerry's head's at. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not complaining. So far, so good. All right, okay. so next one. Jerry's going to pick the team for this one. Who will be the most important person in the blank organization this season? Okay. So Jerry would like us to discuss the Dallas Cowboys. Oh. I swear to God, guys. That's wow. what I swear to God. I feel like this is touched by the hand of God this right now. This is our now. guy, man. Who is the most important I, person? So who will be, like, so from start to finish, when we look back on the season, who will be the most important person mm, in this organization in 2019? I will say Jerry Jones is the most important person in the Dallas Cowboys organization this season because it's all going to rely on whether he's going to give Zeke his contract, as we just mentioned, and all of the innocuous things that are going to pop up in the Dallas Cowboys season that are going to need their owner's hands of justice. Sure, absolutely. I mean, you know how I feel about Jerry Jones. I spoke about him earlier. He's very powerful. To me, based on our last conversation, this is going to surprise people, but I actually am going to say Zeke. I think that... See, I was... See, if if I didn't say Jerry Jones, I would have said Zeke. There you go. Well, I mean... And I think we're taking the other one for the for the exact reason we had the last conversation, which was what Zeke decides to do about his holdout and how he is able to handle either being paid or not being paid is going to be just a massive part of their season storyline. It's going to carry into the next two to three to five years of this franchise's future. So I'm excited to see what happens. I'm very surprised that you didn't say Dak Prescott since you are so headstrong on the fact that you believe that Dak Prescott is more important than Zeke Elliott. I mean, I just think he, I think the quarterback on any team is more important than the running back on any team. That's really just what it comes down to. So my guy, Jerry the Generator, he gave me number 85. Oh my God. 
<laughs> Who's 85 of the Cowboys? Jason Witten. Right. Wow, Jerry the Generator. I swear to God, guys. Holy this is shit. Happening. Wait. I'm not kidding. All right, so to backtrack, we asked the question who will be the most important person in the blank organization? We said the Dallas Cowboys. I said Jerry Jones. You said Ezekiel Elliott. Jerry the Generator <laughs> pulled up the number 85 and said Jason Witten will be the most important person on the or on the Cowboys organization he this did. year. He did. And so, I mean, not only did he generate the Dallas Cowboys for the discussion, I, I I'm starting to think he's a, I'm starting to think he's a Cowboys fan. Yeah, I, I think so too. It started nothing else makes sense. All right, Tanya, hit me with the next one. Which two teams will face off in Super Bowl 54? Okay, my thoughts are the New Orleans Saints and the Kansas City Chiefs. I would say I would say Chiefs or Chargers, but I'm just going to say Chiefs based on the fact that how close they got last year, Patrick Mahomes, all the hype I'm buying into, the big hype this year. Essentially, you're taking the two championship games this year and it's like if if the I'm being captain obvious right no, now with my predictions. I'm saying like because both those games, they both could have gone either way. Yes, we could have had yes. that this year. Maybe we get it next year. Exactly. I don't yes. think that's Captain Obvious at all. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Eagles in the NFC. Their roster is really good. They're very veteran. They just have everything going for them. Carson Wentz, if he's healthy, great quarterback. No questions there. You know, gotta give quarterback. Love. Jerry. Jerry thinks otherwise. He thinks they're gonna win eight games <laughs> this year. So I mean, I think that you're betting against. Yeah, betting betting against a yeah, lot. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that they're going to play uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, okay. I'm not All gonna. Right. It's it would be very easy to say the Patriots here. They have played in like I, I just last five I, don't, I don't think that they're um, gonna. Make I'm not. It. I also don't love to pick the Patriots for anything. I, I would rather be surprised. So the the great thing about Jerry is he can actually generate two teams at once because this is the kind of guy he is for two NFL teams. He's a monster. And Jerry for his pick. Okay, Jerry going off the rails with this one. Okay. All right. The Redskins and the Broncos. <laughs> okay. I think Jerry's wrong on this, on this one. Okay. For as much as he picked Jason Witten to be the most important person at the Cowboys season, Jerry's off the rails on this one. I will not lie. A Dwayne Haskins, Joe Flacco showdown in the Super Bowl might actually make me quit the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> I would be done. Okay. Let's move on. Who will win the league MVP this year? Yes. What do you got? Who you got? This is a hard one. I mean, obviously... I know this is going to be an unpopular opinion in New England. I think Le'Veon Bell is going to be the MVP. Wow. Of the league. You think it's going to go back to running back? I, I think I think that the Patriots, the reason they're not going to go to the Super Bowl is because they're going to finally have some trouble in the division. And okay. I think it's going to be Le'Veon Bell. Hold out to an MVP trophy. Fair enough. How about that? Fair enough. I'm going to go... All the way to the Pacific Northwest. Yes. I'm going to say Russell Wilson. For as much as you shit on Russell Wilson on this podcast, I'm I'm very surprised. No, no. I don't hate Russell Wilson. I don't like the Seahawks. <laughs> so I guess in my in this hypothetical game, the Seahawks lose to the Eagles NFC Championship game. Russ wins MVP based on regular season performance. So basically what you're saying is that DK Metcalf and Russell Wilson are going to have a breakout, like, explosive season and DK Metcalf's going to be rookie of the year. Offensive rookie. Sure. Of the year. Yeah. And I think also, I think he's going to have a good year running. Uh, you know who, who else I would say would be MVP of the season? I would say Baker Mayfield. Why not Baker? Why not Baker Mayfield? If the Browns make the playoffs, it'd be great for my, listen, if the Browns for, make yeah. the playoffs and they maybe go like first round Absolutely. or maybe second round, yeah. what's to say that people are not going to vote him MVP? 
Absolutely. And, it, and I mean, certainly, I, that's okay. what Patrick Mahomes did. Can I, can I change my vote? You may. Okay. Baker Mayfield. Fantastic. MVP of the season. Sorry, Le'Veon. I'm sorry, Le'Veon. I would it. rather <laughs> I would rather see Baker Mayfield. Okay, so we're gonna go over to Jerry, and uh, we're gonna change his generator from between numbers one to ninety-nine. He's gonna pick a number. He is also going gonna to pick, pick a team? team. So we got the Saints. Okay. Okay. And we've got number ninety-five, and number ninety-five on the Saints is a man by the name of Josh Martin, <laughs> outside linebacker. <laughs> So Jerry thinks we're going old school. We're going old 19, school. All right, so all right, so Josh Martin <laughs> of the Saints, who I predicted were going to make the Super Bowl, is going to have 15 sacks uh, in this have season. To have 40 sacks. He's he's going to have 20 sacks this year. I'm going to call it my friend Sean Payton down in New Orleans. Yes, Sean Payton and I are not friends. No, I got to say <laughs> he's going to be your man. 20 sacks outside linebacker Josh Martin. 20 sacks. The man is going to be the. He's going to basically be Von Miller. He's going to be Von Miller, JJ Watt put together, plus maybe like a little bit of like just a Lawrence Taylor. LT, yeah. Lawrence Taylor. There you go. 100%. So congrats to you, buddy. Jerry believes in you for no good reason. Okay. Okay. And so next one. Why did you pick the Texans on this next one? Very real question. So. What team will, the question to which Courtney refers is what team will the Texans lose to in the playoffs this season? Now, I ask that question because every year the Texans somehow make the playoffs. And then we all forget they made the playoffs because they never fucking win anything. So I looked through it to make sure I wasn't crazy. And the four of the last five years or three of the last four, they've either made it to the wild card or the divisional game and then lost. They don't. They're always good enough in the regular season to either make it in as like a three or four seed or sneak in as a six seed, and then we forget that they ever existed. So to me, I think it's important that we recognize that they are going to lose to a team in the playoff. They're going to make it. I and they're going that's to lose. that's that's not off base. Okay. I'm not going to say that that's not off base. So this is what ends up happening. They're you know, let's say for the sake of argument, they make it in as a. Three to six seed, because they're not going to be a one or two seed, not in the AFC this year. Uh, why are you knocking my man Bill O'Brien? I'm not. Bill O'Brien is, is my man. The, I am giving him a I know, spot, but you like, know? you know, you're also knocking on every single Patriots player that has ever played in a Super Bowl that now works on their staff. Well, you know, I th- th- there's also, they're, they're now all in the Titans. So <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're always migrating. Shout out to John Robinson as well. Okay. So wh- who, who do you got in the AFC that's going to knock the Texans off this year? The Browns. Ooh, see, oh, you're on your big. There you go. Now. Okay. Listen, I yeah. listen. Everything that I'm doing in this game is very congruent. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. nothing that's off base here. So, is that a shot at Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> listen, we did a test round with Jerry in the beginning of this, and he picked the Redskins, and it was, it was like it was very on point. And now I'm just kind of doubting Jerry. Yeah, I, to I, a point yeah. that I, I just, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I, I'm all right, go, sorry. Go right. say I'm gonna go ahead and say it's gonna be a they're gonna lose to the to their division rival, the Colts. Okay. I think the Smart. Colts are gonna be good this year. You are think, so hot in the Colts. I'm re- I'm very excited for an Andrew Luck season this yeah, year. Yeah, I mean he's already hurt, <laughs> so I think it's going well. <laughs> this is going very well for the Colts right yeah. now, as per usual. All right, so Jerry, th- here we no, go. We don't have Chuck Pagano to blame this I'm, year. I'm excited. So Jerry, first AFC team he gives me is the – okay, dude. He is straight up trolling us right now. Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, wow. So he's staying in division. That's actually a very, very good pick. Okay. We talked about Doug Marone on the last podcast. They're Foles. saying that Nick Foles – 
That actually makes a lot of sense. But I mean, in this in this scenario, do we have a Colts Texans have yes. three in? Like yes, did, like, a yes. I ago? I believe that. I believe that. Wow, Jerry's I believe that. Coming through with another hot Jerry. Take. These the are actually Jenner. legitimately fired. These are yeah. these nice. are legitimate. I can't takes. believe this is happening. He's more interesting than us Wait. at this point in the, in the game. <laughs> I can't even deal. Okay. All right. So for my final now, as you can tell, these questions are getting wilder as we go. The okay. final question. Okay. Which player on the blank team? Will John Gruden trade for, trade for out of nowhere just because he's bored? So, Jerry, which player? Or, so, Jerry, which team are we working with here? The Cleveland Browns. <laughs> hey! Jerry hey. is so legit hey. right now. Jerry gets it. This is honestly just starting to make me think that the AI Okay, all right, all right, all right, all so right. Um, which player on the Cleveland Browns? Miles Garrett. Ooh. Miles Garrett. Now that would be such a smack in the face to Khalil Mack. I would that would be Um great. no, but that's, that's exactly exact right. That's exactly right. right. I would I would say that he would trade for Miles Garrett for, out of fact of out of grief for sure. losing Khalil Mack. Perfect. I think I'm gonna go I'm gonna go a little help on the offense. I'm gonna go Nick Chubb. Okay. There there's no way on earth. I don't even know who the running back is for the for the for the. Yeah, players. I don't either. There's no way on earth that the Browns give away Nick Chubb, especially because they just traded Duke Johnson. However, dude, they tried. traded Duke Johnson for a fourth round conditional pick for two, in 2020. That is so embarrassing. But you know, to you the never, Texans, you don't know what kind of crazy package John Gruden's going to put together that the Browns might not be able to say no to. So, I'm going to go Nick Chubb. Okay. Okay. Now, this is easy. I just need to. I just need to get a number from my boy over here. He's gonna give me. He's giving me number thirty for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I just want everyone to know Russia is listening and watching at all times. All right, turns out number thirty on the Cleveland Browns is a man, a twenty-three-year-old man by the name of Ernest Johnson. <laughs> he's a running back, so he's with. He's me. a running back. He's a running back, so he's okay. with me. I guess he's not. I guess they're not gonna get the full Nick Chubb. And actually, now I feel kind of shown up. Because like this is much more realistic that he'd trade for what for a running back that no one's heard of, to Ernest. I think I think that um, I don't know if this guy's even going to make the team. I I just I I think that that um, I think Jerry's really with you on this one, but I I think that he just he he's just, just being more realistic. He, yeah, he's yeah. being more realistic. He's, he's like he's like listen, listen, listen yeah. you're not gonna you're not gonna give away a player, the Chubster. Yeah, you're not gonna give away Nick Chubb for no. nothing. Just want to say, Russia is real. Facebook's watching us. They're all watching us. The NSA listens to the. Fox there, there is there regularly. is some congruency to everything that we just did yes. in this segment. It's actually funny, and I hope that we bring it back. Yeah, I thought this was great. Uh, shout out to the internet and random NFL team generators. Shout out to <sighs> our new fake friend Jerry. We hope you guys enjoyed him as much as we did. We have a ton of bloopers for you. So please stay tuned after the beep. We love you guys. Peace. Peace. Bye. Because that's how I run this podcast. I run it with a tight ship. I'm not John Gruden, but I will tell you that I wish you nightmares and not dreams. If you were John Gruden, this microphone would be on the other side of the room. The door would be open. The fan would be going. And you'd be able to hear us through like a, like, it'd be, it'd sound like we were in a windmill. I, I, you, I'm really pissed that you haven't watched Hard Knocks. Even though that that one clip on Hard Knocks about him talking about, 
living nightmares instead of dreams. Oh, no. I don't think you know. When, you, when I say I didn't watch Hard Knocks, I still had to watch 25 minutes of clips this morning in a meeting. So, like, I watched, like, half the episode in clips. <laughs> it was decent. Yeah. I've yeah. got to say, it was, like, it, it wasn't... Here's the thing. I mean, I compare it to some of the other... You, you have, like, the echelon of, like, the greatest Hard Knocks. Like, Jets. like the Jets. Yeah. The University... Miami... When they profiled Miami and they had every single hot wide receiver and then their hot girlfriend nice, and they like yeah. brought the hot girlfriends in with wags. the piece, the wags, that was the best. Hard Knocks with Chad Johnson and Marvin Lewis. We actually just had Cromarty in the other day and I was having Yo, Cromarty. Like, yeah, like probably the most iconic Hard Knocks of all time, right? Do you remember the little Boston tip? Do you remember the Felger and Maz uh, Antonio Cromarty song about him not remembering the names of his kids? I do. Uh, do you not remember? And then they did another one with, oh my God, who was, when they went to London, it was like, um, was it Merriweather? And he was like, oh, yeah. he, Big Bang Clock. He big, act like little kids. Act <laughs> <laughs> like little kids. Act right, right. like little females. <laughs> we my believe. favorite part was uh, going to see the Big Bang Clock. <laughs> And then he would just like headhunt. <laughs> Dude, Brennan Brand- Mother was like a headhunter out there. No, I mean he was like he a was, dirty player. He, I mean they're all dirty. It's funny. So watching watching Hard Knocks, it's like this this new kid Jonathan Abrams is like, I mean he's he's a monster. Not only off the field, his personality is just is prickly, prickly to say the least. Uh-huh. Highly opinionated. Like you see these you see these interactions with. Um, you see these interactions at these rookie dinners. He's like, hey, I want to thank Derek Carr for taking us all out to dinner. I'm going to, or he goes, I didn't order anything all day because I'm going to eat. And, and Carr was like having this conversation. He's like, hey, I just want to thank my quarterback, Derek Carr, for taking all the rookies out to dinner. Just want to let you know also, too, I didn't eat anything all day so I can order the entire menu. He's like, oh, yeah? He's a rookie talking to his quarterback. Yeah. Talking about how he has a $120 million contract. He said when he gets $120 million, he's not going to work anymore. Also, and he, there, bro, there's you're like, never going to get $120 million. There is a discrepancy that. that is so strong between the two of these that, that, that Derek Carr is just like, seriously, bro? Yeah. No, really? It's I'm over the it, Raiders. No, but it, over it's, the Raiders it's, it's bad. One of preseason. That's all, that's all I'll say. I like little kids, honey house. One, two, three o'clock. Big bang clock. Five, six, seven o'clock. Big bang clock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock. Big bang clock. Big bang clock. Palace. Going to see the palace. Big bang clock. Act like little kids. The hundred house. Big bang clock. Little kids. Big bang clock. See the palace. Act like little females. The hundred house. My favorite part besides the win would be um going to see the big bang clock. Act like little kids.